Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. How does Z turn the on-air light on? I mean, I got the remote. I think the battery might be dead in the remote. <laughs> oh, God. And I won't replace it. It's on. Oh, air. that's sad. Look at this. I mean, boy, it's one of those. It's going to be one of those discs, right? Yeah. I see. That's what it is. All right. We're doing it live on a Tuesday. Merely Bo. <laughs> Gibbe is are. here. <laughs> well, that's fine. We uh, a power outage this morning. I'm just realizing that everything is out. All the screens are out. We'll see if any of this live stream stuff even works. That's all right. Zagura's not here. The show's not really happening. So, you know. I, mean, I would argue that it does happen with you. <laughs> Maybe Barely. Him. Barely. Um, I got to tell you, I had a great moment of clarity this morning. Um, I think I've said on the program before, last year uh, in part of the, the backyard project from hell that eventually is, I mean, now it's like 98% complete. Uh, part of that project was a was a pool. Uh, I didn't particularly want one, uh, but was, as is case with many things, I don't win often. And so we, we put one in, and it's fine, and it's great. And my general rule of thumb on it is it's wonderful when you're in it, and all the rest of the time it sucks. That's kind of what it is. Uh, that's what it's been to you, this point. It, it's like the people that own that. You want to be friends with people who own the boat. You don't yeah. want to own the boat. Absolutely, except for the instances when you're on the boat or in the pool. Yeah, and then you love it. And then yeah. it, it actually sucks if you're like if you see like little kids in the neighborhood and they're like, "Boy, it's 86 degrees. I'd love to come jump in the pool." And I'm like, "Well, you, it's not a community pool. We can have everybody in all the time. The liability, all that, blah blah blah." So anyway, um, this morning. One of the one of the many issues that you have when you have one of these is diminishing water line. Okay, so you're going to lose some inches of water 
over the course because kids get in and out. Like every time I see a little kid get, if you say Bootsy, get out and do a cannonball, it's 62% pure joy. And the rest, there goes all the water. So we're on a well, so I can't just put that water back in it. Right. I can't put that water in it because that that's got, uh, you know, an iron level of the stuff that's coming out of the spigots. Long story. You understand. So I have to buy the water every time we we fill it. That's where I'm at. I got to buy more water. They haul it out, blah, blah, blah. So this morning I had this idea. We have an auto cover on the pool. I have one of those pumps that pumps the water when it rains off of the, the thing and into the woods. This morning, as it's pouring, it. 7 a.m. and apparently we lose electricity whatever happened here we did not lose electricity on our side um i thought you know what what if i pump that water right back into the pool how are you getting it from it's though there's there's this uh, you know electric pump that pumps it through a hose and normally i just put the hose in the woods i just redirected the water right back into the pool Dirty water, clean water? Rainwater. Rainwater. Took the auto cover half off. Bunch of water sitting there. So now it's raining in the pool and hose right back in. Full pool. Well, we picked up a half inch. It, it it's a lot of rain. Quite a bit, <laughs> especially a last night. We're down about three inches, I think, just on Bootsy. But we got a half inch back today. And that was my morning. So, How many times a summer do you have to well, put we, we, water back in? It's a good question, Gibby. We have not been through a summer yet. That's So I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you this. There's a, a level that it was at on full, and we went above because I knew that we obviously knew that this would happen, and we're down probably, I don't know, three inches. What is it? Middle of June 7th? In a little over a month of use, we're down three inches. So for sure, I'm going to have to put some in it, but unless this plan of mine works and I just strategically every time it pours. But the problem becomes when it pours, you're not exactly living your best life. No, the that's more it rains. Then okay. we have another problem. It's an astute point out of you. So that led. To, it. So I'm it's done. seven in the morning. morning. Next level's next. Seven in the morning. I'm soaked standing out there watching my work here to make sure everything's going okay because the other thing you got to keep a, keep an eye on is now the wind can't pick up because i don't want limbs and all that stuff going on but it wasn't it was just a straight down rain this morning so for today today i think i won a little bit baby Look steps at that guy baby steps Bellad, <laughs> what a legend he's got packages packages right there he's got packages is that arm sleeve no melon zagura's nemesis I mean, yeah, he's all friend, the all the I'm friends with all him. the important people are here today. Nick's here running around. I haven't seen Swag yet. Oh, I, I've seen him numerous times. He's a, he's here. Yeah. How'd he play yesterday at the, at they, the golf outing? I think he said they finished seven under. That had to be close to good enough to win. Wrong. Really? Which leads me to go. Eh, There's some shenanigans. Like Zagura's the buddy. group was at twelve under. Twelve under. Yeah, you're on so at sixty. It's a chance. What was the format? Was it straight? Was it best ball scramble? Or is it I like six holes this way, six holes this? Like, if, if you didn't have a fifth guy like that one group, if you didn't have a celeb playing with you for nine holes or a player or, or an alum, I feel like you should get some extra shots in there at some point. And I don't know if that was allowed or not. And I don't know what the 
the format changed when everybody left after nine holes. So did Zagura end up finishing up? Was he on the winning team? I, Probably. I don't think he was on the he winning team. He paratrooped in with his skill set. I mean, they might have been too far back. Yeah, you had a lot to make up. I, That's a good score. That, 12 under is that borderline. It's a 60. It, you go any lower than that, you could be accused of sandbagging. Well, you're either you, – so, and you've played in a lot more of these than me, but you need to have – in order for that to happen, you have to have one stick. you got to have one, like, two, three handicap. You need to have two, like the kid, guys who are 12 but are capable of playing to sixes. You need yeah. to have two of those guys, and then you need to have a high handicapper but one, like somebody who's a max, but who can hit four shots. That's really your makeup that you need in order for you to, to score to get a 60. Yeah. I mean, there were a couple groups that were impressive that came through even after uh, after the show ended. But I still I, – I thought everybody for the most part was around that five or six under mark. So I feel like there were a lot of teams that maybe even got to that seven under mark. But I I, I don't know. I, it's – Competitive. It was competitive yesterday, and I think the wind played a big factor in it being competitive. It was, it was pretty a, gusty. Ended up being a beautiful day. The rain held off until I think Zagura was giving his awards, and um, you know, uh, you know the side, the auction part of things, and uh, I think that was inside. But I think otherwise, they got the golfing with no rain. Except for that quick little shower at twelve thirty, right when they teed off. Yeah, it wasn't a big deal. It was a no. little. <laughs> it was just a little by the way still dealing with the allergies it's amazing how it won't quit um, after the rain it should have gone yeah, away so today it's today feels better but yesterday afternoon burning eyes it, it's was, it's crazy i've never had it this bad i don't know what's going on uh but it's not good um so the other thing we were having a little bit of fun and i felt i felt bad when i left we had a little fun on the show at the expense of the polos that were issued to you and i that you and i were wearing um and rest assured they were absurd Anybody who could wear them would would acknowledge that. Uh, but um, I at at one point said, "Let's open this pro shop here, and I'll go buy a shirt. Like, let's get it moving. I'm I'm you got free money. I'm giving you money. So apparently, and God bless all of you who are members of the Westwood Country Club who listen. Thank you. We appreciate that. It wasn't so much a complaint about the fact that the pro shop was locked as it was a complaint about the shirt and making fun of the shirt. Uh, so John Seco, who's the pro out there, director of golf." heck of a nice guy uh you know he's he came over and, and apparently was being bothered not bothered but was was being asked a lot open the shop get the guy up let, let's get a polo working here uh let's get it sorted out so it wasn't a meant as a complaint for john no or his shop no all of a sudden john became enveloped he was the in target the of it <laughs> he was the, became the target and that was not the intent. No, the intent was all. was the absurdity uh, of 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 the polos that we were in. Truth be told, had it been open, I would have bought one at, in that moment. But by the time that it all came to fruition, we're an hour and a half into the show. I've made it this far. I don't I don't need to go any farther. The bigger complaint, even more than the collar, was the lack of breathability on it. A lot of those shirts nowadays are made out of recycled uh, plastic water bottles, which is wonderful. Uh, this one actually felt like it wasn't even made out of a re recycled plastic water bottle, but, but rather they just took the water bottle and made a shirt out of it. Like it was, there was, was no heavy. breathability. It was very heavy. Yeah, it was a thick, heavy shirt. Renee was not wearing that shirt. No, 
It was a variation. Renee says she's going to work on it. Yeah, she told me. Yeah, she said and if anybody sure can does. knock it out, it would be Renee. She's on it. Yeah, she's absolutely on it. So that that's the way that that can, that's going to work out. Yeah. Um, Jonathan L. tweets at the show. Okay. Make sure you check the pH level of your pool water. The rain usually lowers it because I of know. acidity. Oh, I know. I don't. Now, to be fair, and I appreciate him for this, I if you, I am I believe in this. This is this is part of my ethos as as a human. A man's got to know his limitations. Okay? So I I am not doing I I I got a guy that does that for me. I I'm not doing chemicals. Smart. I'm not doing chemicals. I I don't know what I'm doing. I had to do chemicals. Yeah. I had an above ground pool. Went up Memorial Day, came down Labor Day. And how did you how did you do on the chemicals? It sucked. I made my wife do it. <laughs> I, I said, "Look, I will get in the pool. Yeah. I will do all the cleaning on the inside of the pool yeah. and I'll take care of that and I'll clean the filters and all that." The whole chemistry was not a strong same strong subject for me. Same. And she she does, she knew how to do it and she'd been doing it cuz she'd owned a pool long before I met her. So she took care of that, and was I was more than happy to get in if we forgot to put the cover on and there were de, there was debris in from sure. storms. Fine, whatever. I'll get in the pool. Right. I'm in the pool. It's yeah, it's a win. Yeah. Yeah, I, can, I don't do the chemicals. But he's right on that. Yeah. You got to get that sorted out. Could be out. a factor. Yeah. Going to have to pour some, 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 some sort of chemical in there. Um, yesterday, after – was this after we were done? No. This happened before we even started the show. We just had so much fun with nonsense that we didn't even re- we didn't even we really need, talk about. We it. need a golf outing every week. I think. Well, what we need is the the CBD golf outing because that would be a bonanza. I I don't even know. That would be a bonanza if we yeah, did that. I, if we if we could find a a charitable uh, something that would make a lot of sense, Browns give back something like that, some sort of charity. Um, you've done how many golf tournaments have you organized in your life? More than you can count. Yes. Yeah. So. Right. I feel like we could do this quite easily, uh, make a lot of money, and have a blast. Um, but, yeah, I, so we were having so much fun with all of the nonsense that we actually had news yesterday that we missed. Yes. Yeah. And it, so, was, it was funny because we were having so much fun at the end of the show that we didn't know the end of the show had arrived. <laughs> you God go. Was, I, I you told, jumped in and you, the exact quote was, uh, guys, it's, nine, it's 2.53 and we missed a break. And we're out of time. We need to wrap now. That's it. We have to go. Madison Hayes. God bless uh, her. Our, our board op extraordinaire and producer uh, back at the uh, 850 ESPN Cleveland Ranch. I, I needed to make sure I reached out to all of her bosses. I said, hey, it was not her. This is all me. We blew it, boy. I, I, I lost. T- I have never, ever lost track of time like I did yesterday. But it was like a waterfall. Just kind of It was just so much fun. Every, everybody descended on us. Wyatt Teller almost drilled us. He did. Chase he is there did. talking about cold showers. <laughs> I mean we went totally off the rails. We in did a good way. There were so many people who were on I lost track. I forgot you know, like we had Joe J O K on for a good amount of time. Uh but we had about Wyatt fifteen minutes. We had Charlie Hewlett. We had um obviously we had coach right away right at the top we had chase on yeah did Maybe i miss it there hadn't been a 35 minute delay between one group and the next in hour <laughs> one we might have had a few others 
You could have. I mean, it was it was great. So, and this isn't in the sense of of giant breaking news, but I think it is really cool. So next week is mandatory mini camp, and we are taking the show on the road. Uh, and by the, we are taking the show on the road, are we taking the show on There's the road a too? Good potential that we could be. That we could be. So yes. we know that the the actual show that y'all care about, the football team, it's going on the road. So it'll be here uh, at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus next week at this time, and then first Friday we'll be down in Canton at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, so the team is going down there on, on next Wednesday and then Thursday will be at first energy stadium. So we're going to go on the road for the, the team is going to go for three practices off campus, two of them off campus, one of them on campus yeah. next week. So Tuesday, Tuesday will be a, a full on workout. I think guys report on Monday. Okay. Uh, is all this open? Any of it open? Not to the public. No, no media every day. Every day is open to media. Every day is open for us. Tuesday will be a full-on <clears throat> – it will be a two-hour practice. And okay. it will – they'll get after it a little bit. Um, Wednesday is a uh, – I want – it might only be like 45 minutes because they want the oh. focus to be the Football Hall of Fame, which I can appreciate because having been here now and covered this team and then worked for this team, there are a lot of coaches that – they themselves don't understand the history and, and what it means. Oh God! And I, the people I did that, that have with, come before you. We've always had a membership since we moved up here. We've always had a membership there with the boys. We go at least once a year, oftentimes two. When they were really little, they'd want to go like every other month. Most of the time, just to buy gear is what ended up happening and play on the football field. They did all of those things. Um, but even it was so cool to go there with them. And, and one of the things you can do in the hall of bus is you can they have these really cool like um interactive displays these giant TVs that you could that are touchscreen so you can touch and search by college or you can search by name or you can search by position you can search by team so you search by team and you hit that icon and then the list that drops is extraordinary especially considering there hasn't been one in a long time right so we'll have yeah. Hoff next year right Hoff is next year I think so next year or the year after the Hoff will go in but um but we haven't had one in a long time. So, but the amount that came in a short period of time is extraordinary. Like I think only, there aren't many that have more. There aren't many franchises that have more. The Bears do for sure. There's a couple, but not too many have more than than the Browns do. So I think that's incredibly valuable. I think that place is awesome. I love it. Well, and and that's they're going to practice at Tom Benson Stadium. They'll practice. Uh, so yeah. They'll get a little stadium work on some turf. Uh, and then uh, spend the afternoon uh, touring the facility. And I think there's going to be a few uh, speakers that will come in as well. And uh, they have a full day planned with them. And then Thursday. Real quick, yeah. when was the last time you were down there? Uh, I would say it's probably been five years. Okay. So uh, I hadn't been there in probably a little over a year. And we were down there a couple of weeks ago for lacrosse. Uh, when we, we played on that, they had a big tournament out there be on the fields, the, the nice. new fields behind. It was awesome. Really, really, really well run tournament. Um, but the construction is stunning around the facility, uh, around the Pro Football Hall of Fame in terms of everything that's been built and is being built. The other thing that's really cool for the kids. Um, so Marion Motley is from Canton. OK, so. The McKinley Fieldhouse is brand new, and it connects to to Paul uh, to to, um, to Benson Stadium down there. Um, and so, 
they built like almost a museum uh, for Marion Motley in front of it. And they have like all the great McKinley players like Doss and all those guys are in there too. It's awesome. Really? Awesome, awesome, awesome. I mean, they're building a whole village, aren't they? Isn't the, uh, the That's big what picture you hear. at the end of the day? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if, you know, does it, I don't know how it, it's going to take a lot of subsidy from the NFL, obviously. Yeah. But it's a special place. I, I've always said you don't need to play the Ohio High School State Championships for football down in Columbus at Ohio State where you're going to get 15,000, 20,000, maybe 25,000 in a 100,000 seat stadium. Put it at Tom Benson. Like, yeah, it's perfect. Let, let the high schoolers and their parents, like those kids need to understand whose shadow they're in. As they as they get ready I agree. to take the field, I agree. Yeah, it's great for that. And then Thursday will be at First Energy. What's yeah. the plan for Thursday? So, it, from all indications, it's going to be a full practice. Now, normally Thursday, you know, Thursday is like the last day of school, as you're well aware. No education. I've had two weeks us. worth yeah. of the last day of school. Yeah. They're still for, in. <laughs> when is your last day? By tomorrow. <laughs> Today was movie and I don't know some other nonsense day. Pajama day, sure. You can go in your pajamas. We've had six pajama days, three field days, a carnival day. It's babysitting. That's it. It's a daycare. It's not the people's fault. I mean, they did some re- they did some construction, so I think we had a short school year last year. So this is making up for it. We we had that a couple. Of they years had that ago right here, school. right too. Didn't Berea had that? Berea did Berea that. Park had Falls that. had yeah. that same problem. Well, we when we added on to our high school, we got to start late the one year and then we had to go you pay the price extra long on the back end yeah um but from basically one of the one of the things they want to accomplish is getting that team on the field there because there are a number of events that are coming to first energy stadium Mm. between mid-june and when you know we get into august and they may not be able to get on that field if they have to re i mean I believe we're doing Monster Jam at First Energy Stadium, like July second. Is that like the monster trucks? Yeah. Oh gosh. So, I mean, you're you're not going to have a field on. You're not going to have anything for that. No. Uh, and there's a couple concerts. There's a couple other things going on. So I, I think they wanted to get out on the on the grass and get a workout in at the stadium. Stadium conditions. You know, the newcomers. Yeah. Let everybody get a chance to to see how it'll work, but. Normally Thursday, thirty minutes in, you have a defensive or offensive lineman kicking a twenty-yard field goal to get you off to summer vacation. Right, but now they're gonna—they're really gonna do it. Yeah, it—it it sounds like there there will be a full practice. Uh, so the the easier of the days will be on Wednesday, but Tuesday and Thursday will be full-blown practices. Okay, all right. Well, there you go. That's 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 the way that this. And what time are these things? Are they? Not that late it, morning. Not to the fans. Late morning, okay. Yeah, we'll right. continue to probably be in that 10, 10.30 to 12.30 window. Okay, all right, very good. Uh, so that's that's what will happen over the course of next week. The man responsible for all of this is Kevin Stefanski. You will hear from him coming up next. We're off and running here. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
My friends, the Bath Authority can give you that bathroom of your dreams, and they can do it for you in about a day's worth of work. You can transform that current bathroom you have into a custom bath, a spa-like situation. It's a win for everybody. Let the Bath Authority make it a reality for you at a fraction of the cost of the competitors. Bath Authority, Cleveland's premier bath and shower remodeler. They are experts. They are factory trained. They are ready to install for you. Simply put, it's where affordability meets quality. They have the largest selection of bath projects, every one of them made in the United States of A. Change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. If you want to do a tub-to-shower conversion, they're your guys. Superior products with expert installers. Give them a call now for 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel. That number is 216-220-8399 or go to thebathauthority.com. Again, 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower remodel at 216-220-8399 or thebathauthority.com for more. Now here is Coach from yesterday's meeting with the media at the golf outing. Okay, good to see everybody. Uh, thanks for coming out. Obviously a really important event for our organization uh, the support that this event will give to the Browns Foundation and what that means, uh, giving back to our community, uh, is really, really important to our ownership group. It's really important to me and Andrew Barry and, and our players. Uh, so they're excited about being out here. Uh, we had a good uh, practice this morning, so we moved the schedule up a bit, uh, but really got a good hour's worth of uh, out there on the fields, and the guys practice really hard and, and continue to get better. I think that's really been our focus this entire offseason. So a really good start to the day, and then uh, hopefully have some fun out here and raise some money for some really, really good causes. And uh, with that, I'll take any questions. So do you have four practices this week? We do. Okay. And then next week, can you tell us what your plans are with Baker? Will he be excused, or do you expect him to be here? Yeah, I'm not going to get into that, Tony, but I will tell you for minicamp, uh, really looking forward to that. So that's the mandatory piece of this. And, and we've had really good uh, attendance uh, uh, with guys coming in and getting some work done. So we'll have a really good day's work on Tuesday. Uh, on Wednesday, we're going to go down to the Hall of Fame as a team uh, and, and practice down there and, and visit uh, down there, which I think is so vitally important that we understand uh, where what's come before us, the players, the coaches, the, the, the great teams that have come before us. And, and we're so fortunate to have the Pro Football Hall of Fame right down the road. So we're going to take advantage of that on Wednesday. Then we'll finish practice, uh, finish the offseason program that is on Thursday down at the stadium. We'll have a practice down there. Will you be the stadium at Canton or the fields behind the Hall of Fame? You know, I don't know the answer to that, Zach. I'm not sure. Um, just in general, you know, two weeks left, two weeks in. Are you about like on schedule with what you wanted to get accomplished? Yes, I'd say we're on schedule. I think there's so much room to grow. I think there's so many more things that we can do. But uh, having said that, all these reps are really, really good. Even the ones that you don't love as a player, you know, Deshaun doesn't love throwing an interception, but you learn from it. Uh, you know, you make a mental error maybe uh, as a defensive back, and, and you're not going to make that same mistake again. So I think we've we've gone come a long way uh, with room to go, but I'm not going to discount how important it is to, to grow as a team and come together as a team, and I think the guys have done an outstanding job at that. Can you give us an update on, on Jack Conklin, how he's coming along from uh, yeah, that's the surgery and all yeah, Jeff, he's doing a nice job. He's uh, looking uh, really strong in the weight room. He's doing a nice job in the meeting room. So I'd say he's on schedule. Hey, uh, Kevin, with all due respect, can you say whether the club will announce prior to minicamp what the, the future for Baker? Yeah, I, I think with that whole, uh, with all of that, Tony, this whole offseason, we've been pretty consistent that we'll take it day by day. So if there's something to update, we will. Why um, practice at the stadium? Yeah, I, I want to get down there with the team. I want to get 
all of our players working in the stadium. We want to get our young kicker working in the stadium in the offseason. So I just think it's, it's a good spot uh, to end camp. Uh, also, from a communication standpoint, we can uh, work together as coaches and split the team up and, and really put ourselves through some situational football. Kevin, how much is uh, the, con the, con the continuity on the coaching staff, especially at the coordinator level, helped you guys kind of get, get ahead uh, you know, this, with this offseason? Yeah, I think continuity is good. Uh, obviously, uh, if you win, uh, you'll have guys that are leaving that get other jobs and promotions, and, and that's okay too. Uh, ultimately, that's you know our coaches want to continue to grow. But in in the meantime, when we're working together, I think it's it's really beneficial to have uh, a history together. And, and I can speak to moments in games when you have to make adjustments, and, and you can go back to your library of, of games together, and you can say, well, remember that's the pressure we got. You know, week whatever uh, versus this opponent, and similarly, def the defensive staff, Joe and those guys, can work together and say, "All right, we're getting this run. Uh, they're copying this this play from a few weeks back. Now we can uh, work together to try and get it stopped." So I think continuity uh, promotes uh, communication among your staff. Is Deshaun here today? Yes. It just uh, from a, I guess, community standpoint, considering everything that's swirling around him. Uh, could you just touch on you know getting him out here at an event like this where you're raising money for charity and getting him some community work? Yeah, I think Deshaun, but really all of our players, Daryl, uh, really understand how important it is to get into the community and give back. Uh, that's something that's really important to our players. We talked about it this morning. So I think uh, all of our guys being out here uh, just today, obviously, but then moving forward, we've had guys doing visits all spring into schools. We'll continue to do that. Uh, so I think it's, it's a big part of who we are. Kevin Dearness got his contract done over the weekend. Um, I, I mean, how valuable has he been, especially as you guys dealt with those injuries last year, just to have him around? Yeah, I think, you know, we've talked about Dearness a lot over the last couple years, especially last year with some of the injuries, like you mentioned. Uh, he's a very dependable player. Uh, he's going to give you everything he has. He's going to be where he's supposed to be. Uh, he's a great teammate. Uh, the guys really uh, want to fight for him when he's back there because he, he does everything that's asked of him, whether it's special teams or third down running back, you name it. So uh, excited for Dearnest and, and again, really lucky to have a dependable player there at that position. Off of that, Kevin, it seems to be a very crowded room. Drafted Ford felt was supposed to be in there more with Nick and obviously Dearnest. Just is that exciting to have so many bodies, or is it going to be a tough decision? Yeah, I think those type of things are uh, really good problems to have. You know, we want good players, and if we have a bunch of good players at one position, that that's okay. Uh, that number one, it builds depth. Just talking about the earnest there, uh, with with the amount of plays that he gave us last season, but it promotes competition. Uh, I just think it's it's our job to utilize those guys uh, as we see fit. Unfortunately, kind of back, I know hindsight, but. How big of a loss was it for Kareem? I mean, Dearness played well and stepped up, but just how big of a blow to the offense when you look back on it was losing Kareem? Yeah, I mean, any of our players. You don't want to lose any of them. Uh, I think you guys know uh, Kareem's a big part of what we do, and, and he brings a different style to the game, and he can uh, make plays in the run in the past game. So uh, certainly don't want, want to have many games without him. Kevin, with uh, the attorney for the plaintiffs in Deshaun's case saying that the 24th suit is going to be filed, you guys revisit any of that as an organization with Deshaun, or is that just old news to you guys? I think, Nate, with, with that, uh, we're trying to just be respectful of the process and, and let, let that uh, take care of it. Kevin, at this stage of the offseason, do you know right now how much different your offense will look than it has the last couple of years? 
Hard to say. I think that we're working on a lot of things, Scott. We're trying things that maybe will make it to week one and, and maybe won't. So I think we're we're certainly in that mode as a as an offense of of seeing what fits us. Uh, but that's just going to be over the course of time. So uh, right, what's the date? June. Sixth, I think on June 6th, I think we have a decent idea, but uh, there's going to be a lot of time between now and, and September 11th to really uh, hone in on the things that we want to do. Is that something you do a lot between the end of mini camp and training camp where you kind of narrow down maybe? Yeah, I, I think we'll probably start that process going into next week because you're really out of your installation, if you will. So you kind of work with the quarterback, work with the coaches, work with some of the players and say, all right, what, what fits us? with the quarterback what fits your eye those type of conversations and then so then we can tailor our training camp installation schedule to to the information that comes out next week with, with that kevin um would you you want to know sooner sooner than later if the nfl is going to um suspend some the, the sean for some games because doesn't that affect how, how you make these preparations yeah i think jeff all along we're just going to take those type of things day by day and, and when we have information then then we'll uh, we'll act on said information but prior to that we'll just kind of talk about how we envision things going and then be ready to adjust how do you feel um, about uh, miles taking the defense uh, you know down to south beach and um, did they look more polished at your practice this morning or well, again i wasn't invited to this one either uh, so i think <laughs> it, it might be me um yeah i think it's a good uh, you know, good for Deshaun, good for Miles to get the groups together uh, outside of the building. Now, you don't have to jump on an airplane to, to do those type of things. So right, uh, it, it could even be around. things that they do uh, in and around the city and just sh sharing a meal together, I think, is, is team building. So those are the type of things that uh, our guys are doing a nice job at. Um, your first summer here, you with everything that was going around socially, you said, hey, I want my guys not to be afraid to get in the arena mm -hmm. and get involved. Most recently, Miles has become very, very uh, out front in speaking against the gun vi mm -hmm. violence uh, around the country, and I'm sure as a father, that's something that, that certainly concerns you. Just, um, I guess, as a coach, how, how proud are you to see your players take that message from you when you first walked in the door, and really uh, run with it in a, in a positive way? Well, I think you know, and today's a great example of. The money we're raising today, uh, you know, is going to the foundation, which uh, affects social justice. I mean, we're going to help black-owned businesses. We're going to help with economic mobility and the programs that, that uh, work uh, to, to make things better. And I think, you know, it should be a concern not to me. It should be a concern to everybody, uh, whether you have kids or not. Or, you know, it should just be a concern. And there's way, way more eloquent people than me to talk about it. But uh, I'd say I'm just like all of our citizens that are concerned. What's the state of your golf game? Ooh, <laughs> bad. I just just write down bad. B A D. <laughs> I don't. I don't play. I'm working too hard, Tony. I'm working too hard. Is that why you went to Memorial this weekend to get a yeah. start on the Super? I'm good at watching golf. Not good at playing. <laughs> what, what, what are some of the areas that you've seen Donovan Peoples Jones growing? Even this off season. Yeah, even today, he had a real nice play today. He just continues to, uh, really since the day we got him, as you guys know, we've talked about how dependable he is and he does what he's supposed to do and he's where he's supposed to be. But I do see his game growing. Uh, I think he's his body control, uh, catching the ball and contested catches has never been uh, tough on for him. That's just one of the traits that he has. But uh, in and out of breaks, uh, some of the things we're asking him to do 
uh, or maybe a little bit different than he's done in the past, and, he, and he's done a great job. And I think the quarterbacks like throwing to him, and I think that's important as well. Another guy, um, Wyatt Teller. Last one here. He had some Pro Bowl and All-Pro recognition last mm-hmm. year. What's the next step for him? What do you want to see him do to even take it up to the next yeah, level. Yeah, I think continue to work. And I think Coach Callahan, Coach Peters have sat down with Wyatt, like all of our coaches have, and identified areas of his game that can grow. And and, and there's areas that he can get better at. And he knows them. And it's just a matter of, of working at them. It's not uh, it's not something that you can just snap your fingers and, and it happens. So he's, he's working really hard in drills, individual periods, those type of things, because I do think there's uh, room for growth with Wyatt. All right, good stuff from Coach yesterday at the golf outing out at Westwood. Uh, Coming up next, we will go around the league. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. A lot of bad advice out there about gambling from secret methods to picking lottery numbers to betting big when you're on a roll. The miss can lose you money and get you in a lot of trouble. So before you wager, find out what's real and what isn't at KeepItFunOhio.com. I see uh, item three on this around the league in the sports world, Gibby. You have uh, the Bears losing OTA for an on-field contract, contact violation. Um, so this goes to a bigger picture thing because you think about year two with Justin Fields, former Ohio State standout, and him just be, being put in the worst possible position to win. Warren Sharp Sharp of Sharp Football, who we've had the show before, uh, tweeting this two minutes ago. Still can't believe Matt Nagy wasn't thrown in prison at halftime for this game plan in Justin Fields' first start. That was that one here. That's the one I, I took the boys to that game. I thought, are you? Are do, do you want the, him hurt? Was that the? How many sacks do we have in that game? hundred and ten. Okay. <laughs> or or it was an absurd. He was running from his for his life. It was like, okay, you want us to play him? Watch me end his career in one game. The kid had no chance. None. And now you're going to take away additional practice time for him? In and they, have no, they put regime. nobody around him. I mean, I think they're honestly to the point of, like you're almost to the point of like trading him now preemptively. They should because clearly they don't have an interest. No. They they. By the day, it appears that they're more interested in playing for a quarterback next year. I, I, yeah, I have no idea what they're – but they don't have first-round pick next year, I don't think, either. Because then they give up a couple of them to get Fields. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they gave up ones to get him. So he's stuck, man. He is absolutely stuck. Looking. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And, and no, it is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the position he's in. They so, did, so they didn't. They do now with the trade of Khalil Mack. Now they get one back. Yes. But they gave up one to get to get him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of good receivers in the draft. They can maybe draft Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State and pair him with him, but that's provided Fields isn't wrecked. But from all indications, and again, it's June 7th of 2022. Sure. This The, the next wide receiver class – has some really good ones at the top, and then yeah. that's it. It's not a deep no as it's been. No, it'll be more of a quarterback draft with Stroud and uh, Bryce Young. But, no, Jackson Smith and Jigba, would be, he'll be the first one, the kid at Ohio State. He'll be the first receiver yes. off the board, so they'll be picking high enough. Maybe they can 
get him a little help there. Uh, shout out to former Browns head coach Romeo Cornell. He retired from the NFL yesterday. 39 years head coaching since in Cleveland, Kansas City, and of course with the Texans on an interim basis. Uh, were you doing uh, the network at that time when Romeo was no, around? Were I, you? I, in I the... was not, but it, I mean that that is the famed season of dreams. He went 10 and six. Prior to 2020, <laughs> he was the uh, he was the head coach of the best year the Browns had had since they'd been back in '99. That's the Derek Anderson, Braylon Edwards, yes. Kellen Winslow, Jamal Lewis run. Yep, right. Yeah, where it kind of where it they came had, out of nowhere. They had and, a horrible loss in Cincy at the end of the year, yeah. where all they needed to do was run the football and they would have won, and right then they would have been in and. Instead, they lose because they throw 600 times. Yeah. And then, you know, they beat San Francisco the final week of the season at home. But then they got to hope that the Colts win or yeah. Colts. Uh, yeah, that the Colts win and the Colts started. Well, they weren't playing, right? Because they already up. they already had it yeah. wrapped up. And so they didn't play their guys. Yeah, um, yeah that's right. Um, and then the next year they opened. We opened with Dallas in the national game and got drilled. Braylon dropped that ball in the back of the end zone. It was a gorgeous day. Um, but the Cowboys come in here and, and put you it on us pretty on big. Cleat in the training camp in the preseason. Oh, it's weird. Yeah. The well, the other thing was, was is the wins. Yeah. And then for him got much worse yes. after, but the, um, that was also, you know, that was Brady was a rookie that year and Anderson kind of came out. Didn't we start with Charlie Fry? Is that how that season in started 2007. in 2007? You, so you had Charlie Fry, Anderson was on the roster, and you drafted Brady Quinn. I remember I was uh, down in Columbus at the CBS affiliate, and we had the preseason games, and I was up here to cover Brady's first preseason action. They, we, we, I was here covering it, and I remember Brady went like right down the field running two-minute and scored, and the place went nuts because Brady was the Ohio kid, the Notre Dame kid, and he was just drafted. But Fry started the year, and then Anderson came in right away, and then that was it, right? Do I have that right? So, Charlie Fry, I remember this because I, I had to double-check who week, week two was, and I was correct on this. Week one, home against the Steelers. Okay. Charlie Fry is your quarterback, 34-7, to and it wasn't that close. It might as well have been 65 nothing. Sure. Um, it, it was awful. Charlie Fry was awful. Charlie Fry gets traded to Seattle after week one. Yes. Right. Derek Anderson's the quarterback. You have the Bengals coming in who had some offense potent. Is that Carson Palmer in 07? Yeah. It's a total shootout. It's definitely Carson Palmer because I, I, I covered a couple of the Bengals camps. Well, the final score was 51-45 Browns. <laughs> and literally it was, who's going to have the ball last? Okay. Um, the teams combined for 35 points in the second quarter alone. Jeez. I mean, it was, it was un Carson Palmer, 401 yards passing, six touchdowns, two picks. Rudy Johnson, 118 on the ground. Rudy Johnson, sure. Well, Ocho Cinco would have been there. Yep. Yeah. And Hushmanzada. Uh, Derek Anderson threw for 328, five TDs and a pick. Jamal Lewis went off for 215 on the ground yeah. and a touch. Well, and they, but then you had – so you have this season unfolding, but you also had Brady was right behind and everyone was clamoring to see Brady because you just picked him in the first round. It was Joe Thomas's rookie. Sure. As well. Yeah. But, we were talking less about him, sadly. It, he was it, the it, sure thing. But it was one of those where – 
what were we at the bye week? We were three and three, but we were scoring points at a crazy rate. Like we beat the Ravens 27, 13. We hung a 41 spot up on the dolphins. Yeah. And then we went out, we were three and three and then immediately won four of our next five. You beat the Rams, the Seahawks, the Ravens in overtime, the Texans. Your one loss was at Heinz Field to the Steelers by three. You're seven and four. It was a fun year. I ended up picking up a lot of those guys in fantasy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just crushed. That was that was also guys. the year of the Snow Bowl. Yeah, oh, I was Lawson, at that game. Nothing. Yep, I was at that game, too. Yep, they're yeah. nine and five at that point. That stupid loss to the Bengals just killed them. Yep. They go 10 and 6 and they, you know, they scored 402 points. <laughs> they were one of the best offenses in the NFL. Yeah, it was fun. And it, I just remember I was covering them. I was working with ESPN. Phil Savage is the GM. Mm-hmm. Cornell's the coach and you're like, finally we got some guys. We got it. it. We we have some people that understand what they're doing and they get it. And it just <laughs> They had a couple knuckleheads. It went south, and they can never get it. They can never right the ship. Romeo was almost too nice. Well, and also in retrospect, when you look back at it, when you think of the figures that were involved, that season was not something that ought to have been maintained. It was a perfect storm that it all worked. That all of those personalities, all of those humans, because Braylon never had another year like that. Winslow never had another year like that. Anderson never had another year like that. That was Jamal Lewis's last great year. Like all of that ended. That was all. Imagine being Joe. That was year one for him. Yeah. That's year one. You think, well, here this is good. We got, I got Brady Quinn waiting in the wings. Away we go. Didn't work out that way. No, not at all. Um, Aaron Donald got paid the first non-quarterback to make over $30 million a season, so he lapped the field a little bit here. D.J. Watt was at 28. He went to 31 and a half. Um, on the on the uh, on the annual season, so so that he will he will now become the highest paid and deservedly so. Um, I don't know that you can say enough high high praise of Aaron Donald and who he is. Um, what did you make of the story uh, as we go around the sports world? Did you see this live golf tournament presser this morning? How awkward this was. By the way, Ari Fleischer, who was like Bush's guy, yeah. was running this thing. He was running the the press conference, like. It's the most awkward thing ever. At one point, they escort an AP reporter out for not asking fair questions. Like, I don't know if you can do that if you're the Saudis. Like, you probably can't do that. They did it anyway. Um, there was nothing out of Dustin Johnson. I mean, he got him $150 million. The guy said, he's, there's nothing. He's, he doesn't have anything, anything of interest to say. Um, at one point, they asked Graham McDowell about the uh, Khashoggi stuff, and he was he's – well, we're all against that, you know, essentially, but the checks cash is, is what it amounts to. Um, the big news, of course, is that Phil was joining, so that's not too much of a surprise. He's joining. The other thing that happened uh, over the weekend was the story in the Washington Post on Greg Norman where he says that the that they offered Tiger Woods high nine figures to play in this tour. Uh, $900 million was the, was the money to Tiger. Phil's getting $200 million to play in this thing. $200 million dollars to I, play in this thing it's insane i i just i look at it and you go if you can improve your life if your family's way of life and your future grandkids and great grandkids way of life like why do you not do it on a you know compared to the tour that won't let you do anything 
I mean, uh, it is. I, you have to be able to sleep at night with who you're cashing checks from. Well, correct. And so that's where the money comes from. Like, how big does it have to be to make you, uh, to make you get over it? And for Dustin Johnson, it was one fifty. For Phil, it was two hundred. Um, for Tiger, it wasn't nine hundred, which is remarkable, because he's worth a lot. He's probably worth that, but doubling your worth is is something of, of pretty big value. We've heard nothing from the PGA Tour on this. Some of these guys, they were asking, like, are you aware that you can't play the Ryder Cup if you're not a member of the PGA Tour? And they weren't aware of that, that you couldn't. Um, Dustin Johnson seemed fine with it. He's like, if I, you know, I, I'm planning on playing the majors. I have exemptions. If that changes, I'll deal with it. But, again, the check's cash for him. Well, but I was thinking, it goes back to a conversation we had the other day. How many majors, there's only, isn't it just the U.S. Open that's run by the PGA? No, it's not. It's run by the USGA. The PGA doesn't run any of the majors. They run the players so you can be a part and the of Tour Championship. The only thing is if the PGA Tour leans on the majors. Now, you can't lean on Augusta. They're not going to have it. No. So they'll do whatever they want. Uh, you can't lean on the British Open. That's Royal and Ancient. They're not going to they don't. They don't care. You have no jurisdiction there. I don't know if you can lean on the USGA. I don't know if you can lean on the PGA of America. But PGA of America is not even the PGA Tour. That's separate. So they Which don't run any of it. Doesn't make any sense. They don't run any of it. So theoretically, they 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 could. Uh, Dustin Johnson gave up his PGA Tour status. Uh, Mickelson did not. He says he hopes that he's able to keep it because he has a lifetime. We've heard nothing from the PGA on any of this. And there were reports that Ricky Fowler was going. Yeah, I think he is too. I think I'm I'm sure that he is too. Well, I mean, he can't play anymore. He hasn't been good for a long time. Didn't he? He just he didn't make the U.S. Open uh, invite the other day. They, no. uh, they had the U.S. Open. The qualifiers? Know, it, um, didn't he have a chance to qualify and he didn't make it? Or did yeah. He, that he was had a yesterday. chance to qualify and couldn't qualify. Couldn't on, qualify. On yeah, his, game's, his game's gone. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, so, you, you'll be able to watch this on YouTube, right? That's the only way you can consume this? Uh, I think that's it. Sure. It's not on a network. It, it's, it's messy. That part is messy. I don't really know. Um. The first one's in London, though, right? It is. It's Centurion Club in London, which I think it, I'll, I'll be interested to see what a different club looks New like. New course. New course. I think that's something the PGA Tour has failed at in recent years where we get the same things over and over again. It'd be nice to, to see something to see golf at a different place. Uh, so we'll see. We've never had anything like this. It's a, For Phil Mickelson, it's $200 million as essentially as a retainer, you know, whether he wins or not. Yeah. And they have teams. Did you see the teams? That they have, I haven't the seen the pairings teams. or anything. But well, no, they have the teams are named. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, they're terrible. It looks like creative franchise on Madden. <laughs> you got to. What are some of these names? Oh, they're brutal. Uh, they they did this this morning. Oh my God, they're absolutely terrible. So there's tw- there's a there names of the captains of twelve teams uh, for this event. Um, all right, so. Dustin Johnson's going to captain the four aces. Kevin Na leads the Ironheads. Louis Ustay's in the Stingers. Martin Keimer's the captain of the Cliques. Gray McDowell leads the Niblicks. And I have no idea if those are all FCC approved. You or heard not. the Mickelson one? No, I didn't get to it. The What's High this? Flyers. High Flyers. Okay. Sergio Garcia's Garcia, the fireballs. fireballs. Majestics for Ian Poulter. I mean, what are we doing? I don't know. We'll see. I think some of the stuff they're doing is good. It's just can you get over, you know, because this is a there's been a long history of this. Like the Saudis aren't the first one that have tried to use sports to scrub their image. 
Uh, we've seen the Russians do that with the Olympics. We've seen the Chinese do that with the Olympics. The Qatari people are doing that with the World Cup. So you use sports to kind of clear your image, clean your image. Uh, but it's just a matter of, of will people continue to hold it against them. And I had somebody say to me this morning, they said, well, you know, at what point are they going to be able to make money on this? I'm like, you're missing the point. They don't need to make money on this. They're making money on oil. They got all the money in the world. They don't need the money. They're doing this for the image. They're doing it for the PR is why they're doing it. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, th- I get a lot of respect for Tiger for turning down $900 million. That's a lot, brother. A ridiculous amount That's of money. That's a, a ridiculous Not amount of money. he needs it. No, but still, like, if he's worth $900 million, they double it in one. He plays eight events. That's it. Crazy. Uh, by the way, Tiger... Obviously, he announced today officially out for the U.S. Open, but working toward uh, the the Open Championship. You could project that. There was no way the way he walked at the PGA that he was going to be able to walk a U.S. US Open. Open. No. And is this – it's at Brookline? Isn't it back at the Country Club at Brookline this year? It's Uh, something like that. It's a traditional old – East. it's a traditional old Eastern club. It's one on the East Coast. Yeah, I know that. the Country Club, Country Club at Brookline, Brookline Mass. Yeah, it's been a while since. So it's going to be there. some walking. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's traditional Eastern prestige Country Club. So yeah, it'll it'll have that absolutely. Um, all right, coming up. Do we have Greg Newsom coming up next? Greg Newsom's from podium? Uh, pre- podium from yesterday coming up next. There's a girl in the background. Oh, Hustling very exciting. Oh, that's good. That's what he ought to be doing. We'll do that second hour coming up next. Cleveland Browns Daily, eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rubke, Rubke Waste Recycling, family owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer or as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit Rubke.com to learn more. I couldn't tell. Felt like I was half. Really? Yeah, felt like I was half. Oh, no, and then I it, had, I had then it went all the, the way. Time. Oh, it's raining again. Yeah. Wow, really raining. Yeah. It's supposed to rain hard for the next couple hours, and then I think we get a little reprieve tomorrow, rain back tomorrow night. I don't know. It's kind of a weird week weather-wise. Seems like it. I mean, it's really raining now. Yeah. Pretty substantial. Um, Gibbe, how how much misery did John Elway cause you as a youth? I have a name for him, but we're not allowed to talk about it on the radio. You can't say that. Um, You know what? A better – measuring stick is not me necessarily yeah. so much as my father who loves everyone yeah and like wants everybody just to get along and yep. have a good time and live in harmony and, and whatnot my there were some four-letter words that got invented <laughs> when it came to john made them up like i remember being at a regular season game i think it was it was the year after one of the times he had eliminated us yep and we beat them in overtime, and my father just screaming. Now we're not even close. Like we're in the, we're in the second level of Old Municipal Stadium, and just blasting John Elway <laughs> as he was walking off the field. Well, this story then is for Mister Gibbe. This is from the Action uh, Network. So, on Monday, Forbes was the first to report that Walmart Air Rob Walton. Uh, the son of Sam is set to buy uh, the Denver Broncos. Sam, of course, not son of Sam, the serial killer, son of Sam Walton. It's a good clarity on you because <laughs> yeah. I had a I had a moment in my different. Head. Also, old references lost on young listeners. Um, 
that he would be paying $4.5 billion for the team, billion with a B. Uh, this is not done yet. It would be an, an American record for team sales uh, from a value standpoint. By the way, one that I don't think will be approached anytime soon uh, because of how strong that brand is and everything you're getting with that brand at $4.5 billion. Here is what is going to make Mr. Gibby very happy. In September of 1998, then Broncos owner Pat Bolin, who is who was viewed by many as one of the class guys in the league, yes. offered Elway, who had just led the Broncos to their first Super Bowl title, a 10% piece of the team, okay, in 1998, for the money that they had owed him. So they owed him $21 million. Bolin offered him 10% of the team, Okay. Bolin sweet the deal by offering another 10% of the team for $15 million. So Elway could have owned 20% of the team if he accepts this offer. He also made it seemingly impossible to refuse, saying he would buy the piece back for $5 million more, plus 8% interest a year up to five years later. In other words, and then he gave Elway up to 10 months to decide before the option expired. So in other words, Elway would have had an ability to earn 20% of the of the Denver Broncos risk-free. Okay? Risk-free. Instead, in June of 1999, Elway passed. Thanks, but no thanks. I don't want percentage of the team. Good. I want my money. Bum. So he had $15 million instead of the 20% of the Denver flipping Broncos. What a he dummy. gave the $15 million to Sean Mueller, a Denver hedge fund manager, who a decade later was convicted after he took investors' money in a Ponzi scheme. He invested in a Mike Shanahan-backed laundromat franchise, Hispanic media company, K-Pasa, and sports retailer, MVP.com, all of quick quickly failed. Now, he did well. He did sell uh, the five. Uh, he had a, a John Elway uh, car dealership. He sold to AutoNation for $82 million. So he did he did well at this. He's done quite, quite well. But had he taken the 20% ownership of the Denver Broncos that he could have gotten for $36 million, that money at the time of sale would have been $900 million. $900 billion. Million dollars. By the way, my phone is blowing up with my friends uttering four-letter words of John Elway. Well, they're, hey, they're going to win. And, and by the way, it couldn't happen to a nicer a-hole. He, why is he that? John Elway is he a bad guy? Oh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't care if he rescues puppies for a living. Uh, he, he, I, I don't. No, wish I, many know, people I don't Ill know will. if he's a bad he guy. Is, he's at the. He's top a bad businessman apparently. Although he did good with the auto. But that's got to make Mr. Gibby and your friends feel happier, that he could have been worth almost a billion dollars. It, it makes me happy that he f has failed at, at the one job. Like, yes, he got Peyton Manning. <laughs> By the way, did you hear what Manning is doing with that, what Manning did? No. So there are still – this isn't done yet. There are four left, four business – Four bids that are still being considered. Walton feels like he's going to get it, yeah, but there's that's four a, I bids. Read Peter King thinks he's getting it too. Yeah, it seems like it's going to be Walton. Um, and I think what the NFL likes about that is he's worth sixty billion, so it's not going to be hard for them to extract money out of him. So Manning, Peyton Manning, think this is what he's done. He has maintained relationships with all four of the operations that are bidding on the Broncos. All four want him to be part of minority ownership. 
My hunch is that he's so savvy with this that Manning is saying is is going to basically get a percentage of ownership just for affiliation and pay nothing. And he's bid them all against each other. He hasn't upset anybody. So whoever wins, he will get a per- he's going to have a percentage of ownership of the Broncos. And if he can fire John Elway, that'd be even sweeter. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't know that he yeah. he he's, has he's maintained with all four, and he can he's so whoever gets it if he wants I don't know if he wants my hunch is you'd take it whatever percentage it would be you'd take it um, that he would take that he would get a small percentage of ownership and be a minority investor and then be potentially face of the franchise who knows I don't know if that would affect Manning Cast and all the other things he's doing but that would that 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 is that's in play I feel like it could sure uh, but I mean if you've got a small enough stake where you're basically living off of the uh you're you're living off of the 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 tax of it (laughs) oh yeah i mean his yeah i who knows and i don't maybe he i you don't no one ever knows what he wants to be no you know or what his what his end game is but he he's smart enough to play them all against each other yeah 900 million good pretty amazing why wouldn't you take that deal if you're elway why wouldn't you take that deal even it, I mean, even if you took one part of that deal, and you said, "Hey, I want ten million, give me the rest, and then I'll take the rest in ownership." I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. I guess who would have ever foreseen that these would be worth this at that time? I mean, Jerry Jones bought the the Cowboys a decade earlier than Elway was offered this for one hundred and fifty million. Well, so I, like yeah, it's I mean, they're, worth they're, six billion. I mean, yeah, who knows? Or maybe ten. That's what uh, the the one article I read. You know, the Broncos are going to sell for almost double what the Panthers owner recently paid for the Carolina Panthers. Well, so, yeah, what Tepper bought the Panthers yeah. for. Now I get that because Denver is a far more – that's a much better brand than the Carolina Panthers. Um, and I don't, having been – having grown up in that region, the, I realize it's 8% of the country in the mountain time zone, but they own the entire 8%. Like, they, the Rocky Mountain region is theirs. They have ownership of the whole region. So – and there's a lot of money in that region. So it and there's it's a big brand. The Broncos are a big brand out west. They are for sure. Far bigger than the Panthers. But I was trying to think of like what is there anything imminent that would reach this number that would usurp 4.5 billion. The only I, I the only NBA team that would have a chance would be the Lakers. Would and I, they're not tr- selling them anytime soon. Um baseball the Yankees probably would would usurp it. Um and then in the NFL not everybody would certainly not everybody would and it, you know you're talking cowboys giants like those type of teams would be the ones that would would go over 4.5 billion rams but those are i mean they just moved they're not going anywhere wild absolutely wild did i see something by the way over the weekend um about a laker jersey i don't know is there a new well, they have a. I know they they always do that. Did we? Did you guys get into the the Cavs? What they're doing with the soft gold and a little and red? bit, not a lot. <clears throat> I'm curious to see what that looks like. I think they have one of the hardest branding histories in the history of sports I, because it's. You could ask anybody. Like to me, when I think of the Cavs, I think of the LeBron first era. You know, because yeah. that's when I first moved to Ohio, so yes. I think of that era, Cavs uniform. Most people my age, my wife's age, it's. Blue and orange. Yes, the '80s blue and orange. Absolutely, for sure. Um, there's there are there's a faction of people who are older than us 
who go to the true wine and gold, you know, Miracle at Richfield, those type of things. And then they've been kind of mustered and red the last few years. Um, they won a championship in a black T-shirt. So it's a crazy, it's crazy thing. So we'll we'll end up we'll see what they do. It's it's tough. It's tough to land on land the plane on those rebrands uh, and get those things right. Um, all right, coming up next, we will get to the Greg Newsom availability from yesterday at the golf outing. That is coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Elk and Elk, serious lawyers, serious injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland Browns. Uh, you have some news and notes floating around before we get to Greg Newsom. Yeah, from the rap sheet, uh, some interesting notes. Uh, wide receiver DK Metcalf, not present for mandatory minicamp. Ah. As contract talks have not yet resulted in a new deal, he continues to rehab his injury in L.A. Interesting, because you, you can get officially fined. Like, the team can waive it, ultimately, but you can, you can start getting fines now uh, on these mandatory minicamps and, and, uh, and some of that. Uh, national TV schedule for the preseason. The Browns, not on any national TV preseason games. Fantastic. You can catch everything on News <laughs> 5, here. News 5 with the Hoff. Right here, the Hoff will company. be there. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't even know if we've announced anything else yet. I don't think we have. Um, <laughs> uh, you have the Hall of Fame game. By the way, did you hear? Did you read the story in the we'll – did you read the story in The Athletic about Not the Hoff's yet. recruiting? It's great. Is it good? It's great. Yeah. Yeah. What was the best part of it? The best part of it was he grew up in Wisconsin and only been to a Wisconsin game once and really didn't have any particular – love of Wisconsin football other than the fact that he was from Wisconsin and then demanded that like not demanded but that he track was a big part of his recruitment because he's he was doing I want to say it was the shot put um and like at the start of his junior year he threw it like 50 feet or something like that and he was really disappointed and by the end he threw it like 64 feet and broke like the state record or some crazy like picked up 14 feet how do you just pick I, up because he's the Hoff? I mean, what are you going to do? He's the Hoff. Yeah. The genesis of this was Barry Alvarez, who's the athletic director at Wisconsin, was asked who is the best offensive lineman to play here without hesitation. He said Joe. And we can all say, well, of course. And he played for Alvarez. <coughs> but they had a lot of good ones. Yeah. And he said this was the only position where I could say unequivocally that's who it was. So that's what led to the story. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it was a good story. National TV schedule, Thursday, August fourth. Hall of Fame game in Canton, NBC, Jacksonville, and the Raiders. Um, Jacksonville is in the Hall of Fame game? Yeah. Baselli. <clears throat> oh. That's why. Wondering yeah. if the Hoff goes in next year, maybe we're in that game. What are we doing on this show if the Hoff – well, if it's next year, I believe it is, and he will be first ballot. I feel like, like we is. got a lot going on. If we're, we got to be down there for all of it. I mean, I we're gonna we're gonna live. Yeah, I, I, you know what? You know what comes into play? RV. Yeah, you might be right because there's yeah, you can't get a hotel room. No, no. Well, it's not that far from my house anyway. It's pretty close. But like, yeah, 
We we broadcast from the from an RV. From an RV, yeah. I wonder where the Hoff's party will be. Boy, I don't know. There, there's, there's usually big-time three clubs or four down there. major areas. You got to get them early. Yeah, yeah. There's some big-time country clubs down there. Yeah, Brookside down there. That's a big one. There's also a winery, Gervasi. Gervasi. Yeah, at uh, wasn't that where uh, Tony Dungy or no, it was Peyton Manning's. Was it Gervasi? Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, it doesn't make sense. It's crazy when you're driving in there. It doesn't make sense that it's there, but it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, preseason week two, uh, Thursday, August 18th, ESPN Bears Seahawks. Boy, cannot get a whole lot better Jeez. here on the preseason slate. Sunday, August 21st, Ravens Cardinals on Fox. That's a Sunday night game. ESPN with another game Monday night, Falcons at Jets. So far, we're one for four. Preseason week three, Thursday night, little dress rehearsal for Prime Video. 49ers at Texans. And then CBS Sunday, August 28th, Lions at Squealers. Okay. Some yeah, really you wonder bad like bad preseason well, national games. You know, here's the other thing that's tough with it is, is there's no real, um, you know, usually in the preseason you want to see rookie quarterbacks. And none, there's really there's no rookie quarterbacks of any significance. I mean, Pickett is a first round pick, but I don't think anybody thinks he's gonna be good. No, you know. I mean, and, and frankly, week one, you're not gonna see Jags Raiders. You're gonna see practice squad Jags Raiders. I think it's a shame. I think at the hall, I think the Hall of Fame deserves ones for a rep. You can you can play a rep without hurting anybody. Give them a series. If you play in the Hall of Fame game, your your guys should play for for a, a series. I think it's a joke to leave them all out. I think it's I an agree. absolute joke. Yeah, I I, I think you're disrespecting. What I that, agree. What I that. think it's nonsense. You used to get a series. Give them a series. What's it hurt? Even if it's like, you know, like the Pro Bowl. I don't. Everybody's afraid of everything. I, it's I ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Good stuff there. All right, good stuff from Greg Newsom. He was available yesterday at the uh, the charity golf outing. Let's have a listen. I got a lot. Just just getting more comfortable in the scheme. Like I, I feel this season, like I'm a lot more comfortable. Just just being out there playing, I just feel a lot more better. So um, I think we got a lot out of this. We everyone's here, so we're able to you know get the unity back together and um, just grow as a team. Did you go on the trip with the guys? Because Miles said last week some of the DBs didn't get the message yeah. or something. It was it was a big miscommunication. Um, nah, but I think the DBs were planning on doing something of our own. Actually, last week I was at Devontae Smith's uh, charity event in Philadelphia, so that's where I was at last Did week. Get any hits? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Hey, Greg, we saw um, your comments about Odell and Baker. How big a distraction was that, and what kind of effect do you think that had on the team not being as successful last year? Yeah, I think it was um, it was a little bit of a distraction. But like I said, at the end of the day, um, those off-the-field matters has nothing to do with us. Like, we have to find a way and do our job. So um, I don't think it really affected too much because at the end of the day, you wouldn't be able to know that there was anything wrong within our locker room. Like, we all, we all gelled. We all still perfectly fine with each other. So you wouldn't be able to tell um, from an outside perspective. Um, we just still came in every single day, did our job, and that's what we're here to do is play football. So but, we were able to do but that. when you say it was a distraction, what – what one could you see in that in in their relationship that that made it a distraction? I don't think I've seen the change in their relationship. Um, like I said, I think 
if you were to come in the locker room, you would think they're best friends still. And I think they're still really good friends. Obviously, some things on the field just didn't work out. That's how life is. Um, you know, everyone's had friends where they don't agree on certain things, and that doesn't, you know, separate their friendship or anything. They just didn't click the best on the field. It's been a couple weeks since we talked to you. I guess getting more reps in the slot there. Just how do, how do you feel a few weeks later and how that's going? Oh, I, I feel great in the slot. It's fun. Um, like I said, I'm around the ball a lot more. Um, I've, I like to say I'm a very smart player, so I'm able to control a lot of things out there now in the slot, so um, I'm definitely having fun at that. Is, there, is it a big challenge, though, Greg, going from outside on, let's say, first or second down to in the slot on, you know, passing situations? Um, nah, I think it's, um, for me, honestly, I think it's a little bit easier uh, because outside, you see, I'm pressed up majority of the time. Inside, I get to play off a little bit more, trust my help a little bit more. I got immediate help right there, immediate help deep, so... Um, I think it's not not that big of a challenge. Even from one down to the next. Yeah, no. Nah. Yep. There's, uh, you, you mentioned that from the outside looking in that you couldn't see anything, you know, potentially going on behind the scenes. This off season, there seems to be a concerted effort amongst, you know, Miles taking def- defenders to South Beach, Deshaun taking the offense to Bahamas. There just seems to be within the locker room this organic focus on team chemistry and making sure guys together or are together, I should right. say. Um, is is that kind of a result of last year and the disappointment that you guys had coming off a season where you were expected to do so much and you didn't live up to those expectations? No, I wouldn't say that. Um, last year was also a COVID year, so some of those things that, you know, Deshaun and Miles are doing, we weren't able to do that um, as much last year. Like, we had times where we got together as a team where Baker orchestrated some stuff together, but we had to do it in a, a closed environment due to it being COVID. So a lot of those things were was a COVID issue, and we were a newer team, so we weren't able to gel as much. I don't think it has anything to do with having a new quarterback. Um, I think it was just a, a COVID thing. There's also a silent Greg, is Denzel kind of in charge of the DB's getaway or somebody oh, for sure. leaving? Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. definitely in charge. Hey, you got the extension? You got to organize this? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not something like that he has to do. But, you know, I, like I said, I feel like we're all brothers in that group, and that's something that he wants to do. Uh, so we'll definitely be planning something, I'm pretty sure. So You don't know where yet? Nah, not yet. Nah, I've really been everywhere. Honestly, so I mean, if I had to choose, it's obviously a choice that's never gonna happen. Like, I choose like Dubai or something, but we're not gonna go to Dubai. We'll probably do something locally, Miami, or you know, something like that. That's all the people do. Hey, when um, Perion Winfrey got drafted, you mentioned your relationship. Mm-hmm. Can you just kind of walk us through what your history is with them and and what you think the Browns are getting? Yeah, so um, with Perion, um, so we we played at rival high schools actually. Um, now we, we live maybe two minutes away from each other. Um, and, you know, I think he's going to bring a lot of energy to this team um, in the middle, especially. As you can see, like, he won an MVP in the senior bowl at defensive tackle. So that shows you the talent that he has. And um, he's going to provide a lot for this team. Did you know about his energy? Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He was like that his whole entire life. Yeah, really? For sure. Um, favorite story from hanging out with him or anything? Uh, we honestly didn't even really hang out too much, honestly. Like I said, we went to rival high schools. Um, we weren't as close. We knew about each other, but you know, as he went JUCO and things, I kept reaching out to him, just trying to keep him, um, you know, lifted and things like that. But now, are you kind of oh, for, yeah, helping for sure. him he's transition? With, he's with me every single day at this point. Yeah. <laughs> 
the defensive backfield had so many new pieces with you guys last season, including yourself. I guess just this year having the core of that group feedback, like how much... All right, we're going to keep our morning program a, going a in just a second before we get you guys out on the golf course. And it's yeah, I think, you know, the, the amount of time that you spend with somebody, um, that's only going to increase your relationship in any type of relationship. So um, we're definitely more close. We know where each other is going to be at each time now. So um, I think we finished the season well last year, so we're looking to make a, the next step after this. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say there's like one piece of advice I give him. Um, I kind of just out there and he asks me questions and give him some help. He knows I'm open to a policy. I help him. He's watching film and sees something that he needs. You know, I help him with that. But he's been doing a great job, honestly, out there. He's been learning real fast and. um He's definitely going to be a great addition to the secondary. It's like another linebacker out there. Oh, yeah, he's, boy, yeah, he, nah, he's big, nah, for sure. Zakura slinging mulligans. I, I, I thought about it. I was like, maybe I should just he's clip singing. this. Maybe I should just cut some clips, and then I'm like, nah, I'm all in. This will be a com- this will be an object of conversation. <laughs> he's slinging them in the background. One point golf's a hey, golf's a tough game. Well, they had at that point they were doing a drone golf ball drop. Oh, okay. Were they? So I'm watching. They're doing this right next to the practice. Like they're doing the availability right next to the practice screen. Well, all the reporters aren't even paying attention to Greg. They've got their cameras out. They got their phones <laughs> out, and they're taking <laughs> video of this ball drop. Sure. Fantastic. Absolutely Shout out to fantastic. Grand's here, by the way. Yeah. Good. Good guy. Won, Good the, uh, won the ball drop. Oh, good. Good like for him. New, uh, I think he got an Apple Watch or something. I don't know. Something there you go. nice. Right. There were so many nice little giveaways and whatnot. What did you come away with? Did you get a nice gift bag? Uh, you know what? I stopped and saw my guy, Rocco uh, Whalen, and uh, the Fahrenheit food truck was out there. Oh, wow. That's I nice. A, uh, I got half a cheesesteak to go. Oh, there you go. I didn't need the that's full a win. one. I just needed does, he do, does he do whiz on the cheesesteak or was it provolone? Uh, it is some kind of cheese sauce. So he goes. It is, a, it is a, a similar. Oh, well, I'm sure it's done to the. Oh my god, to whatever it's, level. It, but I think it's his own food group. It's it, unbelievable. It always blew my mind because it. And now I've never been to Philly, but anytime I hear anybody talk about Philly and a Philly Philly cheesesteak, it's usually with the whiz. I, I prefer the whiz. Yeah, I mean, I think that's. I don't. I feel like I would. I've never had it there. I've never had it prepared that way. But anytime you get a Philly cheese cheesesteak anywhere else, it's usually provolone on it and that's a very different situation Sorry, i'm not interested. so what are you doing you packing around cheese whiz that you could put on it if you order one or do you just do it at home that way what do you mean like the cheese whiz like because you, you you don't get it that way like if you go to some you go get a, a philly cheesesteak around here they don't have cheese whiz at places no so do, no. what do you do how do you make sure you get the whiz on it or do you just do that when you're in philly have you had one in Philly? Oh yeah i've been oh, to you the have. place where like the, the, the pats and genos or whatever yeah, right across the street I went to the one place they were cat calling me. I'm like, look, I'm just here to beat you tomorrow in football. Settle and by down. the way, we did not. We did not. Just so we're clear. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. The college football 2023 Hall of Fame ballot is out. Um, there's one thing that needs to be done here, and we'll we'll get to that. I coming love the up. airing of the grievances. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> we'll get that. Get to that coming up next. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. <laughs>
Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Your business is shopping for an enterprise operating systems partner, but you don't know where to begin. Well, I've got the answers for you. Quite simply, my friends at EOX Vantage are for you. They are data scientists, also business operations experts. Your EOX Vantage team not only builds and installs your system, they act as your ongoing tech support, so you're hiring a continuous improvement and support system. EOX Vantage is not tied to any single brand or hardware or software, so you're getting a truly customized, purpose-built solution, along with a partner that answers only to you. And EOX Vantage does not outsource all the operational expertise, proprietary solutions and tech support come from one unified partner. You can see how companies have profited from hiring one fully objective operating systems partner at EOXVantage.com. All right, so the reason we're discussing this College Football Hall of Fame is the finalist list uh, for this year was out yesterday. You have to vote for 12. There's 80 guys on this list. 80 guys on Seems a little extreme, list. by the way. Here's the problem, and this is my problem with the College Football Hall of Fame. And I don't have a real easy solution to it, um, but this is, this is where I am with it. The College Football... The National Football Federation founded the Hall in 1951, so it's been around for a long time. But they did not always induct people in it. So there's a backlog of guys that is forever long. It's forever long. And so you're backed up trying to fill this thing out from forever. And the reality is that that so many of these guys should have been in. And so because what they need to do is just put a, everybody in who should be in one giant class or go five years worth of giant classes to get back to zero because there's no buzz for this thing unless you know somebody who's going into it. And in this case I do. Um, so there's, there's very little buzz for this thing and you lose the juice of like a first time ballot college football hall of famer because no one's a first time ballot hall of famer. For example, Reggie Bush, is not in the College Football Hall of Fame. Maybe one of the greatest college he football players. He won the Heisman. Eh, not officially, not according to the He NCAA. won the Heisman. <laughs> By the way, the fact that the Heisman kowtowed to the NCAA is just laughable. Yes. The Heisman, that's just a joke. They should give that back to him and apologize for, for everything that they did. Kajana Carter is not a College Football Hall of Famer. In what world? Is Kajana Carter not a College Football Hall of Famer? Now, one of the criteria is a player must have at least um, been out of the game 10 years after his last college start. Kajana Carter last played in – he was on the 94 Penn State team. It's one of the best teams ever, that undefeated Penn State team in 94 that didn't get a shot at the national title. Reggie Bush last played in 2005. What are we waiting on? Warwick Dunn isn't? Tim Tebow isn't? Tim Tebow is not in. Tim, Tim Tebow is college football. He won a Heisman. He was a finalist two other times. He won two national titles in Florida. What are we doing? So my guy Laurenitis is on it this time. Laurenitis is a three-time consensus first-team All-American. Go look at the list of guys that are that. About four people in the history of the sport. He last played at Ohio State in 08. He's long overdue. But what are we doing? But because they, are, they have this incredible backlog... How can you pick 12 guys out of this 80? I, I'm, I'm going through them right now. Peter Warwick, Florida State. Right. Was kind of a baller. Peter Warwick, if he didn't get caught up in the, the free shoes deal, would have been – it was Dillard's. If he wouldn't have got caught up in that, he would have won the Heisman that year that they were undefeated. 
No, I mean, there's just trem- incredible names. Alex Smith is on this list. Um, like, here's one. How the heck is Dewey Selman not yet in the Hall of Fame? He played at Oklahoma from 72 to 75. Him and Leroy were unbelievable at Oklahoma. He's not in yet. What's taken so long? Simeon Rice at Illinois? Go ask Deke about Simeon Rice at Illinois and how dominant he was. Kevin Hardy was the other linebacker on that team. Paul Puzlesny, Julius Peppers, Haloti Nada. Like, these are... These are no-brainers. Keekly, Kellen Moore was great at Boise State as the quarterback there. I don't know. Have you heard of Ray Lewis? Ray Lewis is not in the College Football Hall of Fame. He's gold jacket, but he's not in the College Football Hall of Fame. Here's the criteria. A player must have received major first-team All-American recognition. Everybody on here does, clearly. Like Tim Couch is a College Football Hall of Famer, clearly. Player becomes eligible 10 years after his last intercollegiate football game is played. Football achievements are scattered first, but post-football record as a citizen is also weighed. Well. (laughs) My guy Ryan Leap's on this list. He is. The nominee must have ended his professional athletic career prior to the time of induction. So you're waiting on retirements, but everybody we've mentioned has long been retired. Isn't Tony Gonzalez in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Sure. But he's not in the college well, that's what football I said. hall of fame. I just said that about Ray Lewis, too. Yeah. No, there's a, there's a couple of those on this. It's crazy. Ken Dorsey is a college football first ballot Hall of Famer. Yes. For sure. I mean, again, you're not going to get any better example than Tim Tebow and Reggie Bush. Like, they are, and whatever they are to the offensive side of the ball, Laurinaitis is on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, these are, it's just some of the biggest names, but the problem is, is they're trying to catch up. So instead of doing a 12 member group this year, do it over two days and do 25. Like they have to get caught up. They get too much of college football. Like there's not even a first ballot guy on here. Those, those have been guys who finished playing in 2000, like Justin Blackman is on it. By the way, the Michael James, here's an interesting, as I do the quick math here, Again, didn't go to college for it, so we'll see. 80 finalists, only two from Alabama. Antonio Langham, former Brown. He was very good. He was very good. And Chris Samuels, offensive tackle. And he was very good, too. He was very good, too. But you got to remember, though, Bama they were, was they were off not good. the grid yeah. from, like, 93, 94 until Saban. There was a, that's why I, anytime I hear Buckeye people complain about anything, I'm like, settle down. You've been relevant for since Woody. Yeah. Relevant since Woody. There's been long stretches, whether it's Texas, Alabama, USC, Florida State, Miami. You think of the other programs that have won a lot in the last 30 years, they've all had long stretches of irrelevancy. Ohio State has never had that. No. Never. Always relevant. And blasphemy to anybody that says anything bad about Cooper. Well, I think it's. I think you have to understand. I mean, it sucks that he had the record he had against Michigan. Yeah. I mean, he he has that's something, but also does not give get enough credit for um, nationalizing that university. Some of the most talented Ohio State teams to ever play. He went. He made Ohio State a national brand. He allowed. He was from in a recruiting standpoint. He understood that you couldn't just win with Ohioans at that point. That you had to go elsewhere for some others. Earl was very much a. Ohioans, that's, I'm going to be loyal, and, and we're going to have only Ohioans. And Coop was the first one that said, look, we can't win at all doing Correct. this. And it changed it, and it set it up for, for Tress, and Tress took it to another level, then Urban to another level. But, yeah, I think that's the problem here is you got, they got a backlog of guys that they got to get in. 
But how many people like? I, I don't. How would you even pick twelve? I, I mean, yeah. like. No, I know. How the heck are you going to pick twelve? Everybody on here is worthy. Yep. It, it is. <laughs> Who's it? Who gets to vote? By the way. Well, that's the other thing. So there's, I was there's like twelve thousand people who vote on this. What are we doing? What are we doing? So I like, I I have a Heisman vote, and that I think is even a little watered down with respect to the Heisman. Like, there's nine hundred of us well, that vote for that. Uh, there are some people, no names, please, that shouldn't have votes. Correct in this area. <laughs> I, I can't speak. To, I don't know who those people are, but but one of the things is I've always thought like, for me, it was oh, when I was an AP college football voter, I was like one of sixty in the country. Like that it was an it was important. A, it was a really important gig. Especially in those days when it factored into the BCS. Um, but this, you know, 12,000 people voting on this? What are you going to do? Yeah. It's like filling the lower bowl of the queue. Right. You're all going to get a vote to determine. You get a vote and in. you get a vote. I don't even think. Is, is Laurinaitis the only Buckeye? No, Chris no. Ward, yep. who was an offensive tackle from 74 to 77 on this list. Like Michael Stonebreaker at Notre Dame is on this list. He was a stud. Todd Light was a stud at Notre Dame. They Stonebreaker played in 1990. Alex Smith, quarterback at Utah, under right. Herb. Not there. I don't know. So that's they got to get it all in. So that's my soapbox for the day. You need to do five years of 50 person classes to get it to where it needs to be, and <laughs> then be a hell of a party, right? And then it can be and anybody posthumous get them all in now. Why wait? You know. Still so much more to come. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Uh, we talked a little bit about this uh, live golf tournament and the crazy money that's around it, and we were wondering if there would be any sort of uh, – pushback from the majors and the USGA saying, no, there will not be. Um, in fact, anybody who has uh, previously qualified for the U.S. Open will be is eligible to play, including Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson. So they'll play this weekend in London, and then they'll be at the U.S. Open at Brookline. It will be interesting to see, though, because don't you have to be at a certain ranking? Like, will those rankings carry over going forward um, to be able potentially, to qualify? But for those guys, it would be exemptions. You know, anyone who has a major, you get exemptions for so long. So those guys would be like Sergio Price still has exemptions. Graham McDowell has won a U.S. Open. He would have exemptions. Gotcha. The rest of those guys are kind of either never was or has been, you know. So. Fair. Yeah. I, I still have not heard anything from the PGA Tour on this. Nothing. They, they should just let it go. I mean, I not mean, a thing. It's pretty fine. wild. I mean, they, nothing. They big threats, but we, you know, are they going to yeah. wait till they play and they'd say, "Oh yeah, now you're banned." It's wild, wild time in that sport to say the least. OTA um, number nine tomorrow. We'll have yeah, well, that's availability, right? Everybody will be available. Coverage. So that'll be fun. We'll see how that goes uh, tomorrow. You have that to look forward to, which is nice. You also have the next level to look forward to, which is nice. We are back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily, eight fifty ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN 850 WKNR.